pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Howdy and welcome back, KB Creators, for another adventure of manifesting with kinetic belief for creating your most abundant life. So glad you could be back with us today. Do people still say howdy? Well, you do, so you're carrying the, the torch. Well, if you'd like to receive an occasional <laughs> text from me, text the word kinetic to 844-844-0049. StephenCanyon.com is <laughs> the website. You want to say howdy. If you want to say howdy. If you want me to say howdy to you on a text message. Also, for upcoming events and other resources, check out the website. Then make sure you follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And also, look, subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss an episode. Those episodes are now... Uh, going live to you Tuesday through Friday of each week. I love it. Uh, around noon, noonish. Yeah, we're noon-ish. getting better. We're getting better at the noon thing. Well, we, we say. Well, even when we make it go live right at noon, they post to the different platforms. I've noticed at different times. It's kind of staggered, like isn't Apple it? Apple Podcast takes a little longer than Spotify, so. That's it. Blame it on the blame it on, well, on everybody else. <laughs> noonish. Noonish, it is. Yeah. Is it too soon to make plans for Thanksgiving? No. It's never too soon for that time of year that that think about turkey and stuffing and oh, and being grateful. I'm thinking of the meal in particular. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because a few years ago, we talked about this. We did. We've already talked about this, but I'm still thinking about it because we talked about it. And so I want to (laughs) on the daily back. And and the reason I'm even mentioning it now, we haven't really we've kind of been busy doing some other things today this morning, but um, I. I did try to call up to the to the restaurant and <laughs> yes, I heard they, you. and they were like, uh, "Well, sir, we I'm, I'm not sure we, we will be doing the, that." I mean, it's like eight months from now. Um, <laughs> like, just I just wanted to make list. a reservation. They're like, "Well, we don't have a list." You're like, "Well, make a list. Put me on it. We want to come for Thanksgiving." <laughs> well, I've, I've started thinking about it. So I can't wait. Oh. What there's, a beautiful place to be. Oh, anyway. it's beautiful. And there's so many fireplaces everywhere. It's so cozy. And we are talking about Camden, Maine. Yeah, the right there on the mm, water for Thanksgiving. We'll go up there for a few time. days. Yeah. We can do that. How, how great is the weather here today? Oh, it's awesome. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing. It has been. It was over the weekend as well. You know, yeah. here it is Tuesday. We're already, this week is going to be one, one day after another carbon copy of the previous day, weather-wise. I think that there's good weather, but then there's a certain type of weather that feels almost like you can eat it. <laughs> like it feels delicious. <laughs> or the way that eat it, it, wear it. Yeah. 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 And that's how it is right now. So. Well, we went out to hear some jazz over the weekend. <laughs> well, we sure tried. And of course, you know, you wear a mask and you do the social distancing yeah. and all of that. And But, you know, people are starting to figure out um, how to do some of these things safely now. Yes. And... Uh, although the jazz singer's sound sound system didn't quite work out, and a little disappointing. You realize we went to three places. <sighs> Following the same almost, jazz singer. Almost four. <laughs> well, the first place, it's packed. You know, there's no place to sit. We move on to plan B. And then the, the sound system is messed up. No one can do anything. And so the singer says, well, you know, I'm going to walk down a block away, and you can follow me down there, and I'll sing there. And, and then she could never get on and stage. And she wasn't on stage, so. There's always next weekend. There's, all, there's always more jazz. How I did you jazz. like her outfit? Oh, she was beautiful. Wasn't she, wasn't she cool? She, the, I mean, it, she wasn't just kind of 
retro kind of 50s. She nailed it. The headpiece and the dress and the shoes. She looked amazing. Well, not to mention, you know, the 50, not to mention she was like 6'5". Oh, yeah. Very statuesque. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, and then in the other jazz club that we went into, it was like stepping back in time. It was called Gatsby. Did you know that? Well, I guess it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So we, we sort <laughs> it was of very did, cool. Everybody was at like flappers and it was amazing and the the uh, the, the fedoras, the, the derbies. And, yeah. And the, every, but but me, I was. Well, me either. We weren't expecting that. I would have, I would have prepared. Just like going back in time. It was really cool that they even had the whole place set up like New Orleans. So it was it was very specific. It was like 1920s New Orleans. Very cool. Well, we'll have to go back and, and try it again. Yeah, we will. Definitely. <laughs> we definitely Spe- will. Speaking of going back in time, I want to talk about how to become free. Mm. Free from every kind of hurt in our lives. You know, a lot of us are carrying some stuff over from years gone by. From the past that may have snuck in there and hurt you and kind of scarred you, cut you up a little bit, and you're still carrying the pain of that. Yeah. And there's a way to be free from it. Mm. So I think it's worth the uh, effort and endeavoring for uh, for us to, to kind of dig down into this. Because look, regardless of when in your past something may have hurt you, Look, why is this so important, first of all? Because I like to really talk about on this podcast things that I think are essential to uh, us living our best lives, of us being unencumbered Mm -hmm. by a lot of these things that will haunt you, that kind of, you know, you carry into the future with you. And I was contemplating recently just how the the characteristics of things from your past, they they kind of had this characteristic of sometimes they're these little things that can sort of burrow, you know, very deep. And, and you don't even notice them for so long. And, you know, you're growing, you're becoming the person you want to be. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it, it just, you can't even believe it's still in there. Kind of like it's a little just, pebble in your shoe, right? Or yes. a little, one of those little um, yeah. sticker, briar things. Well, it actually made me think you, um, they were, when we were out in, I think it was Montana or gosh, I can't remember right now, but they were discovering all of these uh, big dinosaur fossils. And I mm. never really thought about why they discover a glut of these things all at once. You said, well, you know, because the sand, you know, the, the soil shifts and then it sort of uncovers this whole area. And isn't that sort of what we're doing as we... Peeling back the layers. Yeah, so eventually you get to the layer you do, that and has then all what, your fossils And the it. cool thing about that is once you deal with it, it's done. Yes, <laughs> you, yes. You dust it keep, off and move on. And move on. <laughs> don't create a museum of <laughs> your fossils. So let's peel yeah. back some more layers let's today. Let's do it. Other than the obvious, to fully enjoy life, free and unencumbered by the physical and the psychological damage that pain causes... You know, it's vital to our peace, and it really is so important to our holistic uh, prosperity mm. because it's it's all of those flaming missiles of hurt, and that's really what they are, that we receive from other people that causes the damage in our lives that we keep carrying with us because we haven't done the work of peeling back those layers to mm. get those, those, those little burrs out, those <laughs> yes. little painful things out. So every time we think about it, Attacks on our lives for some reasons, uh, some <laughs> reasons in the plural, many, many reasons. There are, are, <laughs> there are a lot of people that are looking for the physical things. When you ask about pain, you know, well, you know, the physical pain, uh, the things that someone maybe did that physically hurt me. But I want to tell you something. Negative thought forms will attack you, first of all, in your mind, and then invariably it's always going to show up in your emotions. And 
what we know is that, you know, the mind is the battleground. It's the battleground of hurt. It's, and it's the battleground for joy for these things to, to show up in our lives. And so we're, we're either going to lose it or we're going to win it in the battleground of our minds, yeah. especially in the ego area where our thinker and our chooser and our feeler resides. Now, the first step is taking up our shield of kinetic belief. And that's, what our, that's our final authority over the ego area. And we know, for example, that if you don't have control of your belief system, you can't produce the kinetic force of life, the energetics of that kinetic belief of life. No control, no, con- no kinetic belief. Right. If you don't have control, <clears throat> if you're not operating in control in your life, you don't have kinetic belief. Now, what some people call belief isn't belief at all. It's just high expectation off wrong information. Mm. So no control, no, no kinetic belief. So the shield of kinetic belief from all emotional pain is your final authority. It's what you're going to say about a thing. Um, for example, I won't be hurt, my shield of kinetic belief. I won't be hurt. Why? Because you were created with authority over all of the ability to, of the uh, ego state of reasonings to come in there and hurt you and to judge you and to condemn you or to worry you or make you afraid. And so my shield, and that's, that's really what it is, if you can imagine it, it's a shield of kinetic belief. And it's now based on what I have to say about it. And if my shield is what the substance of love has to say about my life, and it is, then when I listen to what other people have to say about me, I'm taking my shield down. I'm putting it down. And what happens then? I'm vulnerable, wide open to receive whatever it is they want to throw my way. And so my shield of kinetic belief is what the essence of life has to say about me. And so because of that, I'm responsible for aligning with light and love and to receive unctions about what the universe has to say about me. There's a scripture in the Bible. Megan, I know you're familiar with it. It says, uh, people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Mm. Wow. Yeah. In other words, they fail and their lives are of no effect because of what they don't know. How can we maintain the shield of kinetic belief to shield us against hurt if you don't know that that's what it's there for. And so in understanding who we really are, why we are here in the first place, and what we're supposed to be doing with our lives, we take that knowledge and we hold it up, all these nuggets and all of these insights that we are peeling back the layers to to catch glimpses of day in and day out on this podcast. We take those, that enlightenment, And we hold it up as part of our shield and we pay attention to it. And that becomes our kinetic belief against what everybody else has to say about you. Well, and I love how you're also, you know, you're you're really pointing out and telling us that 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 shield, uh, that was a big part of what you're saying, that when we start to worry about what other people think about us, what are they saying about us? What are they secretly saying about us? What are they secretly thinking about us? The shield comes down. You're immediately vulnerable and that's a good thing to know, right? As we're, as we're going yeah, it, through this. It really is. And, and I love that you put it that way. As you said it, um, when we start to worry about what other people say. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
um, the I think that the challenge is, is is maybe worry comes in after we hear what other people have to say. And it starts off with an excitement. Often, I think we are fooled. Mm-hmm. We're, we are, the breadcrumber comes and says, oh, I've got something great to share with you. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not worried about that. You're actually excited to hear and you let your shield down. Yeah. Tell me what you think about me. Tell me what you <laughs> want me to know. And then... Bam, they have access. Right. And then because of that, now the worry, the doubt, and the fear, and all of those energetics begin to come mm-hmm. come into your inner inner being, and they start to become you. Wow. And so it's when we listen to what other people have to say about us that we are putting our shields of kinetic belief down. And when we put more value on other people's opinions, we put our kinetic belief, we take our identities down. Yeah. It's like kryptonite. You're, it totally disarms you. Totally. And often it's because we aren't expecting it. Right. We haven't stirred up our shields <laughs> of belief and our expectations. Yeah. And we, are, we head out into the world just happy-go-lucky, vulnerable. Well, there's a, big, there's a reason that a big part of dealing with hurt is those conversations with yourself where you're thinking, oh, I should have said this or I should have said that or this would have been a good one. That would have really told them off or that would have been a good zinger. So this is a big part of this process. Every time you put more value on somebody else's opinion about you. Every time you listen to what people have to say about this situation, you are putting your shield of kinetic belief down. And what I'm telling you is, and I I really believe that this is going to help out some people today, because a lot of people have a lot of things to say. But what they what they have to say, that's not my kinetic belief. It's not my kinetic belief. It's a uh, for my own life that I know to be true for me. It's a reasoning that's uh, coming from the coloring book of their fables. Well, and if you don't need it today, we're going to need it tomorrow. This is not something that you that we can put to bed once and then just move on and never do it again for the rest of our lives. I mean, this is going to, going to be, you know, if you're living your best life and you're a connect believer, this is absolutely going to be a recurring theme that we need to know how to deal with. And and that's isn't that what knowledge is? Yes. And it's just the enlightenment of that knowledge because unless you unless what and we were talking about this right before we started the podcast, you know, uh, associations and and the friends that we have and that we'll spend time with. Unless what you're listening to is from someone else who celebrates and encourages and champions and edifies the genius of you, the shield of kinetic belief comes from remaining established in the essence of your being. It comes from standing in your original identity. It comes by accepting who you are. It comes to you by listening to this podcast and others like it. It comes by putting all of this knowledge, the things that we talk about, um, the the all of the the uh, guidance in the the journal, all of this information, taking this knowledge, putting it into your within, meditating on it, writing it out, using it in your affirmations, and by hearing this and hearing it and hearing it and taking notes, being a good student, putting in the time, doing the positive work because it's the constructs of our kinetic belief that. that does not come from what other people say. Right. And every time you pay attention to people's opinions, every time we pay attention to the words of other people, that simply means that we put the manifesting shield of our kinetic belief down. And as soon as we make what they say 
more important than what we know to be true about ourselves, in alignment with what unconditional love says about us, which we know. Well, we've lowered the power of our kinetic belief to attract the abundant life and to manifest success into our lives. Well, and a theme of everything you're saying right now is, is that we need to know ourselves. We're going to have to know in our, our true essence, unconditionally love ourselves and know our genius of purpose, know ourselves in and out, head to toe, every single ounce of ourselves. We must know because like you're telling us we're going to have to use that and stand on that and believe for it. Oh my goodness, that is such a good point, isn't it? That we're spending time working on the blueprints of ourself, our identities, the, the life, the person that we want to be, so that you are intimate with that. Because isn't that what the hurt is even trying to do? That's even the purpose of the hurt, trying to come in. It's trying to strip you of that identity. It's trying to, to break down piece by piece the things that you know to be true about yourself. And those things that we know to be true about ourselves become our articles of faith. And so now knowing this, like you're saying, whatever they tell us, um, it, it, we're protected because we have our shield. Yeah. And if we don't use our shield, whatever they tell us, what they're telling us becomes our shield against our best lives. Right. And so now what we had uh, previously <laughs> hoped would show up in our lives is being blocked by the shield that we got from someone else. Mm. Whatever it is that you're listening to, that does not honor and celebrate you will deflect that which was meant for your good. Now, here's what we don't want to happen. We don't want to find ourselves putting the shield of our kinetic belief down only to take up what somebody else's opinions or you know somebody else's words are and then making what they're telling us our shields. Why is that? Mm. Because what they say isn't going to protect us and protect our best life uh, so that it is continually manifesting. In other words, you don't want to put down your transcendent purpose of being, the essence of who you were created to be, for something negative that someone else is saying about you because you get involved in it. And you're like, well, how dare they say that about me? And then you start thinking about it, meditating on it. And, and, and then you substitute the identity of your best life with what somebody else is saying about you because when we do that, what they said or the opinion that somebody else has about you, and if you place any value on that more than you value the essence of your being and value what you say about you and your, your oneness with God, then you have put down your kinetic belief, which will then destroy every um, fiery missile of the, the battle of the <laughs> egos, and, and you're going to pick up somebody else's shield of their subjective beliefs. Well, it's something that you always are driving home on this podcast that I love is that, look, if you have these self-induced constructs of who you are, who you know yourself to be, and it's all done through kinetic belief, those things are solid. You can count on those things. You can stand on those things for all of eternity, these things that you know about yourself. But if you get any of the, that identity um, from an outside source, from someone else, even if it seems like it's a good, a good thing, it's not solid. It's smoke. It's, it's, it will be washed away. It's, it's, it's a moving target. And so I love that idea that kinetic belief is our shield. It's the solid thing that we're going to stand on. It's going to support us forever if we can adhere to it. If they have not passed the test, and if it's not somebody that is championing, edifying, encouraging, loving, and celebrating you like you are them, then whatever it is that they have that they're 
that they're trying to get you to receive from yeah. them is not going to be something of value to attract promotion to your life. Well, I love what you just said because, oh, that's so cool. This idea that, look, if somebody wants to even say something seemingly positive about you, check it against what you already know to be true through kinetic belief. So the positive something that's coming from someone, it's going to line up with what we're already enacting. That that is why it <laughs> is so, so cool. important that we don't live by what somebody else says. We don't live by what somebody else's opinions are because what happens is the ego wants us to, to put a shield up that will in no way direct our journeys. Mm. The ego wants us to tangle with it. Yeah. It wants us to get into the dynamics of those vi- vibrational energetics with it, it because then the, the ego is going to thrive, both, right. of, both of you are going to live in that pylon of negative stuff that you're creating. Yep. It is, it's almost the difference between having a real shield that will provide us protection against those fiery darts of negative thinking that becomes us versus having a paper shield. This, this thing that just you know looks like a real shield, but it's not. It's, right. it's made of paper. And we, we pick that up to use it. And when you pick up the opinions of others, that is a paper shield. If you go to counsel with somebody that has no business giving you counsel and you take that counsel, you've just, you're using a paper shield and it might look good, but the missiles of a diminishing life are going to penetrate it. It won't do you any good. They are going to cause harm to your best life, harm to your purpose for being here by attracting the failure of excuses and, and condemnation and all of that. N- those negative energetics are going to manifest in your life. I can't tell you how important what we're talking about is. Well, and what a cool idea this is. It's so powerful. Make sure we check our shield. Make sure that the shield that you're holding up in, in these instances is the real thing. It's authentic. a shield of kinetic belief because you can pick up a shield constructed that's made out of paper and it's, it's constructed by the ego and it will deflect the, your best intentions for your own life. Wow. And it, the, the shield of kinetic belief will deflect the, the negative intentions for your life. If you want to be free from hurt, you got to stop picking up the pieces of what everybody else says. Mm. When you have the imaginative substance of your dream, and then you have somebody else's opinion, their opinion is going to become your opinion rather than your dream. Wow. Can you say that one more time? That I last don't part. know. <laughs> um, Just the last yeah. part. I, I'm saying that if, if you have your dream your aspirations, your best life in mind. You've journaled it. And it's that, that is the imaginative substance that you're putting out into the universe that's going to attract that into your life to manifest. It, it will every single time. This always works. It never fails. If you have that, if you're working on that, and then somebody else shows up and you take their opinion, their opinion is going to become your opinion And now you've got your uh, opinion, which was their opinion rather than your dream. And then that's going to begin attracting their, the substance of what they believe rather than the dream that you were holding on to. And it's always amazing to me how, how easy it is to exchange an opinion of someone else for your dream. It, It can happen so fast that you almost don't even realize that you've done it. Sure. Well, you know, somebody shows up. Well, Steve, I just think that you're wasting your time launching your own yoga clothing line. What? (laughs) (laughs) 
And I'm like, whatever. Because if I listen to you, now here's what's going to happen. <laughs> if, Everyone's going on the website now trying right? to buy your because, yoga clothes. <laughs> because if I, if I listen to that guy, if I pick up your opinion about yoga clothes and it involves me not experiencing my line of successful yoga clothing, should that ever happen, then the attraction of failure is going to penetrate that fake shield that I've now got, and I'm going to end up getting hurt. My plans are going to collapse. I'm going to probably lose money. I'll have boxes of of tights in the back room I can't get rid of because I put the shield of kinetic belief down in order to pick up somebody else's negative opinion about me. And this happens all the time, doesn't it? Because when we do have a new thought, a dream, we're excited about something, we're kinetic believers, so we're innately excited people as it is. You want to tell somebody. You, you want to, you wanna, come on, everybody, get on board with my tight, my tight line. Well, it's natural because you celebrate people and <laughs> exactly. you want, you know, you're telling somebody because this is a moment of celebration. Yeah. But here they come. So we have to be aware of this. Loaded to, to knock it just completely. <laughs> like I was talking about the other day, just rub you right into the ground. And I love put that. their foot on it and twist. Right, twist to, into the dirt. I love the a thought though of you, you know, touching your toes and thinking, ooh, t-shirts. <laughs> I'll touch, I'll touch your toes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very flexible. But no, look, you apply this into areas of hurt in your life. Apply Mm. this when people say ugly things to you. Apply apply this when you're being misunderstood. Apply this thing that we're talking about and take the way of your immovable kinetic belief. And you will find yourself with a great defense. I'm telling you where any kind of hurt is concerned. Listen, if you've been hurt by someone, I will tell you that you must, you must forgive them as an act of your kinetic belief. Oh, gosh, this, I can't say this enough, Meg. This is so vital to anyone's success. Do not wait on um, something like, you know, I'll forgive them when I feel like it, or I will forgive them when they ask me to forgive them. Because that just means that you have to be inspired to forgive them. That means you've got to have the right chills, you know, the right feel good moment before you're going to do it. Okay. There's the feeling I've got, I've had a little wine and I can feel it now. I must forgive them. (laughs) I'm feeling, I'm drunk. I'm feeling very forgiving. I'm ready. Is that how that works? No, 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 no. (laughs) I am talking about forgive as an act of kinetic belief Mm. as one of the modalities that's functioning your better life, bringing and attracting your better life to you. You You don't forgive them because you feel like it. You forgive them because you've made a decision to forgive them. Everybody who's ever hurt you before, you've got to make a decision to forgive them. Because forgiveness is a decision, Meg. It's it's not just a feeling. So you don't go around saying, well, I just don't feel like forgiving them. Or, you know, they haven't apologized to me or, you know, something like they don't, they don't think they did anything wrong. Forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. You, you make a decision to forgive them. You know, sometimes we have thoughts, or at least I know I have, that if, if they would just apologize, yeah, I forgive them, but they're going to, you know, they're going to have to cross the street when they see me, or they're going to have to call me or knock on my, something's got to happen. If they would just apologize or just give me an explanation, then I'll forgive them. Mm. Don't hold your breath. Talk about control. 
Don't hold your breath. Yeah, yeah, right? Because the ego that identifies with sabotage will not ask for you to help it change. But we're still saying, if they will just change, then I'll forgive them. If you can only forgive them when they've changed, then you did not forgive. In other words, if you can only forgive a person if they change, then you did not. And write this down so you can see what I'm saying. Write down the word for, F-O-R, and then put a little dash and write give. You did not forgive. You foresold. Write down for and a little dash and sold. And I want you to look at those, those two words. If you can only forgive somebody when they change, or you're expecting for them to apologize, or you're expecting an exchange for your forgiving, that is you selling. And there's a difference between giving and selling. You put your forgiveness up for sale. In other words, you need, you need to do something for me before I give my forgiveness to you. Wow. You wow. take control of your life. You take authority over your life when you forgive, when you give forgiveness in order to be someone to be forgiven. But what most people want to do is they want to for sale. They want to sell forgiveness. In other words, you got to do something before I can forgive you, which really means this, Meg. It means that... You still are the deciding authority over my creative state of being. You are still controlling whether or not I'm going to be free from the hurt that you caused me. Mm. I need you to apologize. You see, you've got to recognize that it was wrong what you did. I mean, if they never apologize, I'm telling you that the genius of your one-of-a-kind purpose, the authority you have to attract with gratitude, anything you can think of or imagine from the universe, it's still holding you responsible to give them something rather than needing something from them so that you are, listen, you are in control of your freedom. You're in control of your freedom from every hurt. You're in control of your freedom from, uh, from any kind of pain, and it's your freedom for living your best life. Well, and you know, now that you've given us this full picture, full spectrum definition of, of forgiveness, it makes me think, okay, you began by talking about how this is a powerful action, and we always talk about connecting action to the thing that we're believing for. We always need an action to, to bring that belief sort of to life, to breathe life into it. So... I'm sitting here wondering, can the action of true forgiveness, you know, be connected to our manifestation? Oh, absolutely. Without doubt. I mean, you know, speaking of action, I would be making a list if I hadn't already done this before. If there was one to put on a list, make a list of those people that you're holding some kind of animosity toward, bitterness, whatever it is. And just go down the list and do this and forgive. They don't even have to know about it. You do it and walk away from it once and for all. How powerful to attach that to the thing that you are currently believing for. Oh, absolutely. That's exciting. Absolutely. Put it in your journal. Yes. And you'll know the day, the day that you did it. <laughs> yeah, so you can have a date, yes. <laughs> because, you know, if, if you have to sell something first, and this is what I want you to get. If you've got to sell something to get something second then you're not in control. And that's what being a kinetic believer is about. You are, you are the final authority of your life. It's up to you to live out that journey and to live your dream and to become successful in every area of your life. But if you got to sell something to get something, then you're not in control. And 
you know, all of us have been there. I don't want to come across like I'm picking on anybody because all of us have been in this yeah, place. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm going to see if they've changed. I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm still looking at you. I'm still watch this. I'm still judging you, mm. and you're still the same. What they are or are not does not have anything to do with it. What they do and what they don't do doesn't have anything to do with it. There is a, diff- there is a difference between giving and selling. Giving means that you don't have to pay anything in order for me to forgive you. Selling means that if you can change, if you can come over to where I am, if you can agree with me and see things my way, then you have bought my forgiveness. No, forgiveness that leads to you manifesting your best life is not for sale according to, uh, uh, because it's got to be free. It has, it, it has to be free. Well, Steve, you just don't understand what he did to me while I was growing up. He did this while I was growing up, and I just, I could never forgive that. What would that say about me if I forgave him for that awful thing he did to me? He knew it was wrong, and he did it anyway. You are keeping yourself in trouble. You are still captivated by the seduction of the thoughts of what he did. What he did is still presiding over the pain in your life, over what you believe about yourself, over what you, uh, you negatively believe about him. All of that is presiding over you. And you know that it's your transcendent awakening for, for light and the understanding of unconditional love that moves you to develop above the pettiness of hurtful people. It's the fact that you were established as perfect before he ever did anything to you. That you remain perfect, aligning with the higher power of that knowledge that covers a multitude of bad intentions. Well, Steve, I'm just not going to forgive my husband. He's, he's done way too much to me. No, forgive him anyway. It's you forgiving him. That's going to cause you to change, cause you to be free from hurt. It's it's going to allow you to be free to attract joy and happiness and free to manifest healing. Well, and this is such a vital part of healing, isn't it? This is the part, the big, the huge main piece of our healing journey is this, what you're telling us, true forgiveness, making sure we understand what true forgiveness is. And I think sometimes this can be a difficult concept because many times people can confuse this forgiveness with reconciliation. Sure, absolutely. The forgiveness that we're talking about sets you free from those negative energetics that are still dictating the kind of life that you're experiencing. Whether or not you can live free uh, from sickness and disease, for example, where you can attract healing into your body, uh, finances and peace and prosperity and abundance and joy and happiness and all those wonderful attributes that that come with with what it really means to be a human being, a spiritual being having this human experience. Well, and and the one of the big principles of kinetic belief that we revisit it's so important is that if you want to change a situation a circumstance the world you change yourself and the and forgiveness as you're teaching it to us today it is the way that you can change the dynamic yourself you don't need anyone else to do this this is a one-man show <laughs> this, forgiveness. Is, this is such a big deal isn't it it's huge i mean all of us yeah. have there's most of us anyway yeah. have there's somebody that's still it's like that little 
thing you were talking about, a thorn in your shoe or a pebble or something that's still yeah. in there, it's still an agitator from your past there, it's un, unresolved. Mm-hmm. There's unsettled business, I guess you could say, that needs to be taken care of, and it is you forgiving that whoever that is. Well, yeah, and the, and the further back it is, the deeper it's burrowed. And so this is absolutely universal. You know, no one can say they have the monopoly on pain, on hurt. And so this is definitely something that every kinetic believer, we have to be equipped to, to deal with this so we can flourish and so we can thrive. So we have the essence of our life flourishing like you're talking about. Yeah. This is, this is the power of attraction, and it will not yes. work where there's hurt and pain. You're still swimming around yeah. in those negative energetics. And that's what we want to be is, is free and unencumbered yeah. by anything that would pose it uh, to be an obstacle to us attracting our best lives. And something exciting about the way that you're presenting forgiveness today, you know, saying that it, you have to give it. It's not something you can sell. It's, this is not an, uh, a hostage exchange, you know, out on the bridge. <laughs> that's, um, that's good. Yeah. But this yeah. this is a tool. Forgiveness is a tool. And if you can if you can nail down and, and develop the skill set of forgiveness, you can carry it with you th- through the rest of your life. It's going to serve us so well as we move forward and prosper and journey ahead. As a kinetic believer. Yeah. It, it's, it's the yeah. empowerment. That's what we want. We want to be fully empowered and vibrationally at our highest uh, viewpoint for life, being able to attract whatever it is quickly <laughs> into our lives. And this is the one thing, if, it's, if you don't check this, you're still allowing it to wreck you yeah. and to wreck your life. I'm feeling genuinely excited <laughs> about the whole concept because I love I love new tools, new skills, new ways of seeing seeing these things so that we can just, you know, let's just nip it. I like, we've talked before, rip the Band-Aid off, just mm. let's get it done. You're good at that. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. When I was seeing people regularly as a spiritual teacher and a counselor, I would spend time with, there was a man who regularly traveled about 100 miles to see me, and he was a, a successful business owner. And he had a wife and a son. And for much of his life, he was somebody that often gave of his time and his resources to help the less fortunate. He often made uh, trips to Haiti, for example, to help out with this orphanage there. And he came to see me one day to tell me that he had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Mm. And said that he had only been given just a, a few months more to live. And he was telling me stories, some things that I'd not heard about from his life and some things that made him, he was happy to tell me. And I could tell just by his countenance that there was a, a, a semblance of, of joy that he was experiencing by you know, recalling these things from mm-hmm. his life. And he had done a lot of good things in his life. But he told me about helping some Haitians recover from uh, it was the earthquake of 2010 and how he had worked with some of the children and their families to move into some safe housing after that. But on his last trip, he was kidnapped by several gunmen and held for ransom. And I got the call from his wife and, and anyway, long story short, this drug on for several weeks, the FBI got involved. And after a few tense weeks, he was released from that. And now he had the, terrible prognosis of terminal cancer, still a young man in his mid-50s. And he asked me, and he was in great distress when he asked me this, he said, why are these things happening to me, Steve? 
until my last trip to Haiti. And, and now this, uh, my life had been, for the most part, wonderful, great. Everything just always working out great for me. He was successful. He made a lot of money. A beautiful home and a great-looking family. Everybody just doing their thing, you know, seemingly from the outside, everything was working well. And he said, I just don't understand. And I, I said to him, I said, I can't, I can't answer that for you, but I can ask you a question. And you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But I said, do you have any unforgiveness in you? Is there someone that you have some bitterness against? And he thought for a moment, and his, his eyes filled with tears, and he said, my son, my son. He said, I haven't been able to forgive, to forgive him. He was caught by the police smoking some pot, and he was arrested. And the anger in his voice meant that he had not done the, the positive analytics within himself as a kinetic believer to be able to f- be free from the hurt that he was feeling from what had happened to his son, and he was taking it personally. And his resentment showed that his ego was still in charge of his life. And he said to me, he said, my son knew what it would do to my reputation because we live in a small town, and he did it anyway. And he got in trouble with the law, and he's, he, he moved out. I told him to get out, of, get out of the house. He moved out. And he said, we don't speak anymore. And I said to him, I said, is, is the person of your son the one you love? Is, is, that, is that still within him? And I said, are, are you, are you the essence of you? Is that still within you? You know, as a kinetic believer, he knew the answer. And he, he said, well, yes, it is. And I said, well, you have a choice that you can make. I said, you will never get over being hurt by putting all of these four cell signs up for your forgiveness uh, to, to come from your son. Uh, because your son isn't going to buy what you're selling. And I said, he'll just respond. He'll, he'll say, well, whatever. You didn't care about me in the first place, something like that. And it's your fault that my life is screwed up to begin with. And he said, oh, exactly. That's exactly what he said. You see, his guilt will construct a narrative for why he's the victim, his son. And this is what the war of egos looks like. It's the false sense of reality that both of you are upholding your, your lives upon. This is, this is the thing that you're entangling uh, in, within each other. And I, I said to him, I said, go ahead and forgive. And you're, you're not going to, you won't have to uh, return to that same pain again that you're still feeling from, from what you, happened to your son. So forgive the son's ego that hurt your ego. And don't ask him for an explanation. I said, don't ask him for an apology. Don't go in there and say, now, if you apologize, I'll forgive you. Because you're putting your forgiveness up for sale when you do that. You're making it conditional on him meeting the judgment of your ego's demands. Don't say, explain to me why you did that, and then I'll decide if I can forgive you and if you can move back home or not. You're still putting it up for sale. Because as long as you need something from him, you're still justifying your hurt, and you are still dependent upon how your son acts now and in the future. 
And as long as you need something from him in actuality, his egoist sense of identity is in control of your egoist sense of identity. In fact, it's strengthening that and it's creating this this gulf between uh, who you are, what you are identifying with and the true essence of your life, the true essence of your being. And as such, then your son is controlling your false purpose. You're controlled by him. And I'll tell you, the real you that is really you on the inside within doesn't need anybody to treat you in a certain way in order for you to feel better. You know, that's been a deception in the lives of so many people. You don't need anybody to treat you in a certain way in order to feel better. It's when it doesn't matter anymore what they do, what they did, because your freedom comes from within. And when it comes from within, that's when you will be free. You've got to transcend the ego with the essence of your being to the point where it doesn't matter what someone does to themselves or to you. You're going to be free because your deliverance comes from the inside. Now, I said, your son can act however he wants because you're free and he's free and you have forgiven and now you're free because of that. And as such, your freedom will begin attracting through the promotion of of yourself. It'll begin attracting his freedom as well and healing comes to all. Meg, he looked intently at me and when he started to speak again, there's a smile appeared on his face and he said, mm. now I understand something that Jesus said that I didn't understand before. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. I said, that's right. It doesn't mean that there are certain things your son should or should not do that would manifest better results into his life. It means that if you want to help your son forgiving him before he ever makes a mistake or not, it's the non-judgmental transcendence of your being that prevents negative vibrational stresses and worry and doubt and fear and all those things from manifesting into your life and adding the same to his life. This, this is a fundamental law of creation that we're talking about. He said, oh my God, my son was arrested a couple of months before my last trip to Haiti. And I was so mad. I was so furious. I was so upset. And I said so many things to him in anger. And I told him to get out of my life. And he did. And we haven't spoken since then. And I had this horrible, horrible experience in Haiti. I thought I was going to be killed in Haiti. And now this prognosis. Attached to unforgiveness, bitter, and anger, his life had spun out of his control to the point of killing him. And again, his eyes were filled with tears. He thanked me and said he had a phone call to make to his son. And he finally understood what it meant to unconditionally love his son by unconditionally forgiving him. Meg, about six weeks later, I received a call from him. He was ecstatic. He said that his terminal cancer had gone into remission. In fact, he said his medical oncologist was writing an article for the New England Journal of Medicine describing the <laughs> prognosis of his healing because it had been so profound and without any logical medical explanation. And my friend attracted healing into his body because he freed himself from the hurt of unforgiveness. 
the life essence of love tracks a more, more life into into mm-hmm. our lives wow. in every area. It's that holistic life experience that we begin receiving when we aren't mm. carrying any bitterness at all in our lives. Isn't that beautiful? Mm. I, I believe I might be in somebody's bowl of soup that's listening today. <laughs> Think about it. I might, I might be messing with you just a little bit. Most people have, have always allowed their feelings to be based on how people treat them. Yeah. It's a way of life, yeah. and it's just become their personality. Why, why are you in such a bad mood today? Well, because of the way I was treated yesterday. Yeah. I loved how at the end of your story, you pointed out the beautiful and explosive positive energetics that come from true forgiveness and how... It's, it doesn't just affect you as the forgiver. It's going to affect the person you are forgiving and everyone around you and everyone in your sphere of influence. And I like the idea that you're sort of cracking open this explosive power of these, of these positive vibes, these positive energetics. That they're just going to scatter in every direction and repair and heal. And it does so much more than the seed of, of forgiveness. Life advances and the opposite diminishes. Mm. He was kidnapped, threatened with his life, yeah. came down with terminal cancer, spinning out of control. There's no life in that. There's no essence of living and growing and developing and advancing your mind, body, and soul in any way, shape, or form. Wow. The opposite was true for him. Most people will, they won't discipline their emotions to a point where they can advance their mind, body, and soul to experience the abundant life that we're talking about. It was assigned to them from the very beginning. And if we let what others say about us matter to us, then we don't have our freedom. And they have control to determine how we feel and what our lives will look like. And a KB just cannot let that happen. You can't let coworkers who maybe whisper about you in the break room, you can't let family members, somebody who misunderstood you, all right, so you're just misunderstood, fine. And if they ever want to ask you, well, you can tell them what the real deal is. But you're not going to be going around there getting gray hair before your time, not able to sleep at night because you let it matter to the point of manifesting into your life bad, bad results. You've got the shield of kinetic belief, and you've already set your objective to forgive them. And if you really want to know something here, forgiveness actually benefits you far more than the one you're forgiving. Yes, they'll benefit from it in, in the long run, but that's, that is not the point. You've got to be unconditionally loving yourself, and you do that by forgiving. Because half the time, they don't know you have something against them. It's kind of like husband and wife, and it just isn't right at home. And if you've got something in between you, you know things are kind of messed up. It's stressful there. You, you can't sleep. You're tired, and you just, you're just like, you know, I've got to make this right. I've got to make it right. I mean, I would never want to be sitting here doing this podcast, me and Megan, and have something else going on in our lives. And then we sit down because we've got, we're on deadline here, and I've got to still sit here and look at her. And she's sitting there looking at me like, mm hmm. I don't think I can hide it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no way. You're saying one thing, but I, I know, I know what's real here. Well, that wouldn't be right. No, it wouldn't work. It would. Can't, no way. Did you ever notice between husband and wife and something's going on and you're playing the silent game and you're both walking around with some degree of hurt and nobody's saying anything and you're quiet and you only speak when it's necessary? Have you seen my keys? In the drawer where you always leave them. 
and the hurt gets deeper and somebody has to come to the point where they say, you know what, all that stuff that we just went through, it doesn't matter. All I know is I love you. And then your wife will probably say, well, you need to apologize two more times before. I, no, see, you're wrong, girl. Okay, so you need to practice this a little bit. But practice it. Work on this. It's not that easy, but you're going to put the work in. You're going to peel the layers back, and you're yeah. going to get the thorn out of your shoe. Well, and the awareness of ego that you've been giving us most recently um, has been very deeply empowering when it does come to those, like a circumstance that you just described. Because when you can be alert to your ego, what it's trying to pull on you, you know, it's not your spouse that's trying to pull a fast one, it's your ego that's trying to pull the wool over your eyes. And the, the awareness of that is is empowering and it will diffuse these situations and allow you to forgive in real time and 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 do the right thing. That false self. It's the ego, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody says, well, I'm not even going to argue with you today. And boy, that really gets the ego because you want to fight. <laughs> and she wants to be nice. And you're like, don't be nice to me. How dare you be nice <laughs> to me? <laughs> right? Well, forgiveness so is a decision. Forgiveness is a decision. It is not a feeling. Our focus has got to be on the present moment and not on the past. The person that gets hurt all the time is the one that hasn't let the past go. Hadn't let something that happened two years ago go. Because it hurt. They say it hurt their pride, which means it hurt the pride of their ego, the thought forms that they've identified with. And they haven't been able to resolve it, and they keep letting it hurt them. They keep pulling off the band-aid, like you said. And, and that's why they are so sensitive to hurt. Because they're concerned about the past. The reason why they are hurt is it's following them around. It's because they've got a hook on that thing and they're taking it everywhere they go. They've allowed the past to turn their life into this monument of failure. Reach for those things that are set before you in gratitude. Believe for what you just know is meant for you. Say this out loud. Say, I will not be led by my feelings. I will not be led by my feelings. I'm led by the authority. I'm led by the authority. Of my kinetic belief. Of my kinetic belief. God defines me. God defines me. My beliefs define me. My beliefs define me. My kinetic belief defines me. My kinetic belief defines me. The universe equips me. The universe equips me. I forgive. I forgive. Because I am experiencing my best life. Because I am experiencing my best life. I love. I love. Because I am love. Because I am love. Wow, freedom from hurt. It really is possible. (laughs) Now we know. Make sure you check out StephenCanning.com for the journal and all the other great resources that we're always posting there and you can also see the events page there and i think you already said follow you on instagram at stephen canyon i so probably did we're good to go yeah i love doing this with you maggie you too it's so fun i can't wait to do it again tomorrow i know i can't it's my favorite part of the day every day tuesday through friday yeah. noonish i find myself Eastern really time. missing it on the weekends you what what's that i really what? find myself missing the oh, podcast ap- on the weekends so well, a cup of coffee we can still sit out on the that's the true we just don't a, have the mics a, on a long conversation about <laughs> that's that so true. all right sending out much love and light to all you kb creatives yeah. all around the world thanks as usual steve for all the wisdom bye <laughs>